0: Hi team, Richard Greer here. I'm here going solo tonight. We've got Angus's uh called in sick at the last minute. Uh, so we're going to go solo, and but we've got an awesome show for you tonight. We've got uh, Holly Woodhouse, we're going to have a bit of a chat and around all her different adventures she's done and doing and, and uh, got on the cards. We've got Aaron Periam, who has got an awesome summer ahead of him in regards to a whole bunch of ultra running, but doing it for uh, uh, an awesome cause. And then we've got a little bit of a, a different finish tonight from what we would originally planned. We're going to talk to James Owen. Who's got his hundred mile ultra that he signed up not too long ago, and check in to see how he's going, and and specifically talk about some strength training. How's that? That's helping him hopefully hold him together to get across the finish line and get that big belt buckle down in Naseby, um, not too far away. So um, hopefully you guys are looking after yourself. A little bit of a different um, uh, Wednesday, I guess, after after the COVID announcement and everything that's going on. So hopefully you're looking after yourself, and remember that biking and running and all those good things that you that you need to do to look after yourself as is, is happening as well but i'm not going to muck around too long we're going to jump straight into chatting to holly because she's uh, much more interesting than myself so uh holly let's jump in are you back there i have to try and push all the buttons at the same time as well so without angus here uh, holding the fort together we'll hopefully get through this in one piece how are you getting on holly
1: i'm good thanks richard how are you
0: yeah fantastic so you're in tekapo now um yes. So, uh, scrolling through through some facebook photos checking out what you've been up to lately there's a whole lot of Tekapo going on how long have you been down there for uh
1: i moved down here at christmas time so yeah. i fire yeah consider myself very lucky to have experienced lake Tekapo uh during lockdown it was an absolute dream running down the yep. middle of the road no cars around <laughs> um but it's yep. a it's it's a gem it's an absolutely beautiful part of the world i love it
0: really Brilliant, fantastic, and uh, and we're going to talk about adventures, aren't we? Uh, you're all about adventures. You've done all sorts of different things. You've uh, you've run in the Sahara Desert in Morocco. You've you've run 243k 40ks through the Amazon Jungle in Peru, and more recently, Nordic skied across the Greenland Ice Cap. So some pretty epic things going on there. I want to know about how. Like we all have these fantastic ideas, but how do you actually pull them off and actually make them into reality? So I want to go into that. But I want yeah. to. Just jump back for a start. <laughs> is, is just get a bit of background on who is Hollywood House, and and I want you to go all the way back to talk to me about your first adventure. Where did all this sort of thing kick off? That you thought that this was a good idea to do.
1: Yeah, I, I was brought up um, very lucky to be brought up uh, on a sheep and beef farm just southwest of Ashburton, um, and, and you know, for us, it was outdoors was just our life. You know, riding riding the ponies and biking to school a little rural community school so um yeah what i do i i'm a graphic designer uh so i did a bachelor of design at victoria and then sort of traveled and it was actually i was living in sydney i still wanted to do uh i love team sports so i still wanted to do a sport um but i obviously living in sydney it was a bit harder to do the team sport thing so i got into triathlon and then after cool. moving back to Christchurch, it was very easy to to morph that triathlon into to, into the trail and the and that real outdoor adventure scene. I mean, Christchurch is an absolute dream uh, for cultivating that type of lifestyle and, and those passions there. So it was when I was um, yeah you know, back in Christchurch, and I dare say probably my first adventure like that was the two day coast to coast in 2014
0: yeah. yeah 2014 okay nice so like actually that's what i want to do and 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 that's like like all the things you've done that takes a whole bunch of logistics and planning and preparation and fitness and all those sorts of things to be able to do it so it's a really nice start on that isn't
1: it oh uh, and it was massive i was i just remember being terrified <laughs> absolutely terrified for a year about doing the coast to coast it's it's this massive multi-sporters event that's so iconic and, mm-hmm. you know, going from one side of the country to, a, to the other, having to learn to kayak, having to buy a road bike, um, going through Goat's Pass is like an adventure in itself. Yep. Um, yep. So all those things that come together to do that race um, and then the race itself is just the biggest buzz and how can you not want to carry on after doing something like that?
0: Brilliant. And you've got a whole lot of people to kind of help you, drag you into it and teach you and learn and sort of go on trips and stuff like that as well. So there's a whole bunch of learning that goes on with that whole experience, isn't there?
1: Oh, and it, it's the community, I think, that is the real the real draw drawcard. Um, I was living with a friend, Hilary, and she was doing Coast as well. So we were both, you know, immersed in it together. Right. Um, yep. an, an awesome community based in Christchurch. You've got Arthur's Pass on your doorstep um all those things that make it yeah easy and exciting
0: so we talked you so started with two day coast to coast we want to talk today about the green and ice cap adventure mainly (laughs) and that's 29 days that's quite a different story (laughs) okay bigger 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 and sometimes it like is bigger always better i guess we'll try and find that out yeah but yeah like uh, hey you, you've done all these different adventures these multi-day overseas trips and things like that what's the what's your why why do you go and seek out these adventures because I mean the photos that you share are awesome but it's not all awesome is it there's a bit of it, uh, not, I, it's not all type one fun there's a bit of type two and potentially is, even type three fun in there as well
1: yeah I've had I've had my fair share of type three fun and my adventures right. along the way um, but my why is I just love it. I just I just love where it takes me. I love what you can figure out what the body is capable of. Uh, and it's always so much more than you ever think. It's the people that you meet along the way. I think a lot of the time it's actually the journey. It's not the end. Even though some of the races that I have done, like I've been running over sand, sand dunes in the Sahara Desert, and like. Roll back 10 years. I never would have dreamed of doing something like that, or yeah. you know, running through the jungle in South America or, or walking across Greenland. Like, that's the biggest yeah. wow, <laughs> wow thing that yeah.
0: you it's, would it's never
1: not done like done a, what, yeah. what was the reason
0: why you never would have done it? Because it, that's just a bit stupid, or is that because like I'm not capable of that? Where are you at with like, where were you at?
1: Yep. Ah. Uh, probably you don't actually it's always you do you do a bit and you learn so much and then you do a bit more and it's all about learning and I think that's where you know type one fun is great because you're in the moment and you're loving it type two fun it's the type two fun that makes you keep coming back and then it's the type three fun that decides what you don't want to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let that type one, two, and three fun. So type one, one fun is, yeah, look at me. Type two fun yeah. is, this is rubbish, I hate this. But then on reflection, when you sit down at the end, you're like, oh, that was awesome, wasn't it? And type three fun, there's a chance of death. Uh, yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I there. think
1: you need type three fun. You need type three fun to figure out what it is that you love. Um, and it's the type two yeah it's the type two fun that pushes you pushes you it's where you're learning and it's where you're figuring out how you cope in situations um but it's also the type two fun is what really it's when you finish and you're standing on that finish line you're like right what what else what else can I do
0: yeah, have you got a ratio number for us? Would you like, as a Hollywood House, a specific uh, of the the best adventure that you could hope for? The type one, two, and three fun. What's the ratio? The ultimate ratio that you've got. I
1: wrote. I wrote it down. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: good ratio. I like it. This is how you go and do these adventures. You be prepared. I like, it.
1: I um, I said a great adventure is about forty percent type one and two. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Oh right.
1: no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 40% type one, 40% okay. type two, and ten percent type three.
0: Okay, right. So that's you need
1: you need a type three just to to keep you on the straight and narrow a bit.
0: Yeah, okay. So you've got forty percent, forty percent, and then ten percent. I'm not yeah. that good at math, but there's only oh, 90%, 20. Is yeah it?
1: sorry. <laughs> 45 45 and okay
0: right in. okay good i was yeah, like uh, hopefully there's no type four fun or like uh, yeah, yeah no yeah, i don't, don't think we'll be
1: coming back from that
0: <laughs> <laughs> good okay right okay so a little bit of just where's my boundaries and where's my limits in there is um is important just yeah. as you as you do it and obviously there's a bit of slugging out but making sure you're also enjoying it as you say that often that type one fun is with the people isn't it and also those sunrises yeah. and all those awesome things you get oh, to experience
1: yeah just in the moment yeah
0: Yep, yep, yep. So this Nordic skiing across the Greenland ice cap involved walking 560 k's nine hours a day for 29 days, pulling a 60 kilo sled.
1: Uh,
0: This might be a difficult question to ask, but I'm guessing it's probably more than what you weigh, Holly.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. And uh, I was, yeah, I'd put on a few kgs. I was told to go um, put on a bit of weight before I left. So I was 55 kgs. So yeah, I was pulling pulling heavier than what i was when i um when i started walking and we ate we a half our sled weight was food so it was less uh than what i finished with but um after those 29 days it got down to 47 kgs so massive physical toll on my body over a very short amount of time
0: were you tempted to eat more just to wait get your sled a bit lighter to help you pull (laughs) it along
1: No, I'm glad we didn't. We were, I mean, we were right down to the wire. We had no food left. We were, we we had finished our food and the helicopter was picking us up regardless if we finished or not.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) There's a little bit of top 3 going on there, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So where, where, where did you start? Where did you finish? What was sort of, and what conditions did you come up with?
1: Yeah, so we started on the West Coast and finished on the East Coast. And um, so we were retracing a guy called Fridjof Nansen who'd uh, walked across Greenland in 1888. He was the first person. So 132 years ago now, but 130 Mm -hmm. years ago when we did it. Um, And we flew into this little town an airport Mm -hmm. with a building uh, called Kangalusik. And uh, we had a night there and we had, so we flew in the afternoon, we got all our gear sorted and our um, food, packed our sleds. And then that morning we hopped on a bus and we drove to the start of, as far as we could. So to the start of the ice cap. And then we started walking from there And just yeah, heading, we started just above the Nordic Circle and then finished just below,
0: right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's the temperatures? What conditions were you and wind speeds, all that sort of stuff? That's
1: yeah, uh, a a normal day sat around negative 20, negative 25, um, and the coldest that we recorded was negative 39 and a half, and yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, I can I can still feel the yeah it was so cold my goggles froze we couldn't see we'd started early um, because we were behind so we were trying to make up kilometers so we started at walking at 6 a.m and it was we were in a bit of a blizzard and it was just freezing we couldn't see uh, we actually ended up stopping after an hour and a half putting up a tent sitting in there for a couple of hours, warming up, letting the weather die down a bit, and then carrying on after that. Yeah. So that was the coldest while we were outside. Obviously, it would have got colder um, during, yeah, overnight and things like that once we were, yeah, up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what about wind speed and stuff? Because that obviously takes that wind chill factor and and changes the actual temperature quite a lot as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, So... At about day 12 or 13, we actually uh, hungered down for a day while a hurricane went par- went over us. Um, and I think uh, 130, 130, oh, yeah. 150 in the gusts. Yeah, so um, I think it needs to be over 130 to be classified as a hurricane.
0: How's your little tent pegs going in that?
1: <laughs> we, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we dug, uh, we dug down into the snow about okay. um, this much. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so we dug down, and then we used that snow that we dug down to build a wall that was maybe 50, uh, 10 metres from our tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we built a wall that was probably just over a metre high. And so when the hurricane hit the wall, it went over, over the wall and over our tents so no snow was landing. On top of us so the only wind that was or the wind that was we could hear and feel within our tent was just like the circular wind from it coming around the sides yeah so um we had a guide uh bent who's based in norway and he was incredible and i mean it took us just over six hours almost seven hours to set up that camp for that hurricane um, so we knew it was going to hit us about 6 p.m. We stopped walking at midday and spent six hours suddenly of just building this camp and, like, rope tied. It was, tied, like, it was like a spiderweb over over top of us holding our tents down. And, yeah, and then we just hunkered down and stayed inside there for 24 hours until it passed.
0: Did you look in the guide's eyes? Like, sometimes, you know, when you look at him and you didn't Did have we've
1: got, well, yeah, Yeah, we've got so much gear on. That was the other thing. We have so much gear on. You can't tell someone's um you know, you read so much about a person from their facial or anything and, and he was had a very just sort of calm ex- expression. So you couldn't really tell from his voice what was going on sometimes. <laughs> which is probably a good. good thing yeah. and a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I've got a picture here actually for those people that are watching this of uh of just all the gear that you're uh, that you're rolling in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, we would we would walk for yeah that was in a bit of blizzard. We would yeah. walk for um, sort of an hour and an hour and a half, uh, and then we'd have a ten minute break. And so it obviously was still cold, and put your jackets on. Like it would, you get really cold within that ten minutes. Put all your jackets and gear on, start walking again, and then take your layers off. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: because the job is not yeah. to uh to sweat too much either because otherwise you it's going to fr- freeze up and ice up and then you're in all sorts of trouble too
1: yeah, so I, I had that, like, inside my head. And on the first five days, I really struggled. I really, really struggled um, physically trying to pull the sled, but also mentally just trying to – I mean, I've been very lucky. And the fact that a lot of the sports that I do, I, I am generally quite good. Um yeah. And not wanting to put myself up, but, I, I, you know, I can pick up a sport quite easily and, and manage, but I just mm-hmm. – this Nordic, skiing, this Nordic skiing was next level and I was slowing the team down and I just, yeah, I just had this really mental, mental battle uh, in those first couple of days to try and figure out how I was going to last to the end of the trip, yeah. So
0: there's a few doubts going on in your head, like how can I actually do that? Am I, this is a long uh, way, I haven't even started, where am I even going to get to? What's the way out? I wasn't, of that? Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so much I uh and I, I was like there's, there's no point crying because that is going to get me absolutely nowhere just and figure of out a way and I can't cry anyway yeah yep. uh just it was just figure out a way of getting through each day and just break it down you know break it down to the one hour blocks to the lunchtime to the end of the day and slowly slowly take it off and try and figure out um you know how to be more efficient. we like while I'm skiing and figure out the best way to do this to make it easier. Um, I have a lot of empathy. I came back and with a huge amount of empathy for people starting out in sports and and attempting to do something for the first time or not being yep. able to pick something up uh, and and just what you must go through. You know what people go through mentally to to then carry on and and keep going. It's always you know it's always those first stage that is the hardest part of oh, anything right. you
0: just it's easy to give yeah. up isn't it? and you're give and, yeah, and up, but you like just get frustrated how do I just keep doing this? um
1: uh, I think you, I was yeah so frustrated I was yeah. so and and so kind of angry at myself that I couldn't I couldn't get this Nordic skiing quickly and I couldn't yeah I couldn't keep up with the rest of the team
0: yeah. Was there a was there an out if you actually really, really needed it? I guess you would, but like, there's a helicopter probably could come, but but there's not yeah. really an out here. you, you gotta spare
1: 10 grand, yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't even spare 10 grand. <laughs> so
0: i just to keep trying. <laughs> yeah, good. That's a fairly good motivator, isn't it? Um, what yeah, training yeah. or preparation did you do prior to going?
1: Well, obviously I was lucky I came in with quite a um a good training base just from doing ultras and coast to coast um, but we actually we I only had three months so we found out um, at the start of February and left at the yeah just before May so I strength work I mean I I, I, knew, I wasn't naive enough to think that the strength part of it was going to be easy so I just hit the gym and did as much training as I could I had oh. a tire that lived in the back of my car in uh, a harness and yeah. I would just find the quietest road possible and put a tyre behind me and walk down the road. And yep. yeah. And I mean hindsight's a great thing. Uh, we, I would, would definitely do doing? things. Uh I would spend a lot more time just walking with a tire behind me, load it mm-hmm. up. Um it's very easy to very easy to think, oh God, I'll just, you know. I'll just put one tire on rather than two because it's a bit yes. heavy, and oh, I'm getting yeah, yeah. a bit bored, and I might go yeah, home. Yeah. You
0: need some friends yeah. that you can sit on a trolley to pull them around, sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> you can have a, can have a um, light out and I'll
1: just Yeah, obviously, um, Nordic skiing or something like that. But uh, we were in summer, and that wasn't really an option. So, yeah. yeah Nordic- so that was the best what was
0: your Nordic skiing uh, background before you started.
1: So. Actually, Nordic skiing or with zero, uh, okay. but yeah. I did, um, I did, was lucky enough to, you know, go skiing as a, as a little critter, so I headed up yeah. Mount hada often, so the skiing in the snow wasn't new to me, but the movement of Nordic skiing was very different, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I, yeah. and I wasn't prepared for that at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've yeah. got a picture here, uh, and could you describe that this for for those that are, um, are listening to this? What's going on in this particular oh. picture?
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you want me to describe it? <laughs> you're still you're struggling to deal with this.
1: So uh, this is within the fir- those first uh, couple of days. We were still yeah. trying to get onto the ice cap, and I very naively thought Greenland was flat, and it's not. So to get onto the ice cap. Um, it's where the melt is. So there's lots of mounds and a lot of frozen ice. Um, so I am just trying to pull my sled, and I've got a green pack on because I wasn't heavy enough to put pressure on my skins to get traction to move forward. So I've tried to put more weight into onto my body to pull me down so that I can get some traction and move forward.
0: Move so forward. this to- is. Actually, get some force yeah. to pull this damn sled. Yeah, and it's going yeah
1: because you've got to kind of be going about three kilometers an hour for your sled to start gliding. And once it's gliding, you're fine. But yeah. obviously, there was no way I was going three k an hour during this, and so I was just constantly pulling, pulling wow. this sled uh, around me. And being quite small, the harness is made not made for a small female body like a lot of things um and it didn't really fit me properly and I was I was yeah that photo gives me the tremors
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah good stuff um let's talk a lot about the challenges what's a highlight of uh of the your 29 days in the ice and snow uh missioning across Greenland
1: well one of some of the unexpected things I saw a snow halo which is just this incredible ice it's when the ice crystals hang in the air and it kind of creates a a rainbow around the sun and I just had no idea what these things were and that was amazing um we were told that there would there was a building along the way but that kind of I had no idea. And anyway, we, we came across this incredible metal, massive, massive metal structure uh, that was built by the Americans um, during, during the Cold War um, to spy on the Russians. And we went inside and it was just like outer world. Uh, they'd, they'd left in the late 80s. I think it housed 100 people and they just literally walked out the door. There was still roasts. All the food was still in there. Everything. It was insane, and it was all
0: um, frozen. Just everything was just the everything way it was. was
1: frozen. Yeah, wow. it was just as it was, and it was, it was about four stories high, and uh, we got there sort of late in the afternoon, which meant that we could just go and explore as much as so we spent about two hours in there just looking around. It was incredible. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, sorry, Karen. Yeah, no, and I I suppose one of the biggest highlights was towards the end when everything just started to click and um it was incredible I talk you know a lot of people do yoga and things like meditation to try and get into state of flow or figure it out and I think by the end of this I was just I was so in the zone I was so relaxed we'd start walking for an hour and a half and it would just disappear just like that and Everything sort of came together, and it was just a really kind of surreal, great experience. Especially sure. when I had struggled so much at the start of the trip to completely flip, um, and I absolutely loved those that last week. It was yeah, even yeah, though we were fighting against so much, it was an amazing part of the yeah, it was an amazing part of the trip.
0: And especially because, as you say, it's such a contrast for where you, how you started.
1: Yeah. And I think that is why is because I was I struggled so much at the start and then to completely just love the end. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, what's your one or two key tips for others to create and actually create their own adventures, but actually execute them to the point that you're you're talking to someone else about them and actually doing them. Because as I said right at the start, it's one thing to actually come up with these ideas. <laughs> uh but and, and maybe start trying to figure it out, but actually following through and actually doing it what what's one or two key things that you'd share with others to to help them make things happen?
1: We've got to love it, you've got to love what you do um mm-hmm. yeah, you've got to find a passion, and i just I just thrive on the challenge or um the unexpected and saying saying yes this five foot female can go and pull a 60 kilogram sled across the greenland ice cap and uh it's that just it's just sort of setting yourself a goal and working your way through it and then it's very nice to when you complete that goal yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's right. and part of it is actually just even having the idea isn't it and and, and well, it is. dragging a few people along with you do you want to do this as well all those sort of things
1: that is a massive thing um the sahara was done with my brother-in-law and a very good friend the jungle was done again with a very good friend and my brother-in-law and then the walking across greenland was i came across an ad and applied for it so i think it's making you know i obviously i was had set myself up so when i did these things i was in the right place to do them but it's a bit of luck and a bit of um, just just saying yes, which yeah, ironic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so used to adventure. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah, so you're the brains behind the "They so Used to Adventure" <laughs> magazine, aren't you? And you've done lots. I've got, I've still got. I think pretty much all your editions of your magazine uh, that you brought out a few years ago. Oh, Is there awesome. any chance we might get another one one someday?
1: Well, um, yeah, watch this space. I um I lockdown did amazing things for everyone. I think, you know, gave us time to reflect and figure out what we want, well especially for me and what makes me happy and what I want to do. And um say so used to adventure is a massive part of my life and I absolutely love it. And so watch this space i'm just working on a little project at the moment uh wow. and hopefully you'll we'll see it back yeah
0: yeah brilliant brilliant fantastic um so what's the future hold uh, goals for the summer ahead, ahead your next adventure
1: next adventure, I think I was supposed about to be getting on a plane and going to Kenya to do an ultra over there, but obviously that has been put on hold, yeah, like a lot of people's plans. I have signed up to do the Queenstown Marathon. I've only ever done one marathon before, and that was the London, and that was straight after Coast to Coast. Um, I actually think that's the fittest I've ever been, was my first ever Coast to Coast, so now Mm. I'm quite keen to go back with the goal of doing this marathon and trying to get a good time um cool. and I'm lucky that I live where I live and have a flexible job and can actually make that quite a priority um so yeah okay. so that's sort of the the first that's the goal for this year keep mm-hmm. me training through winter yep. uh, which is always good uh yep. and then going forward when I came back from, it's quite funny actually. When I came back from Greenland two years ago, uh, I I just said, you know, that, that's it. For a while, I've I've definitely reached my limit. I reached my limit in Greenland, and no doubt. I came back and huge appreciation for New Zealand, for family, um, for this for this amazing um, backyard that we have. And so mm-hmm. I said my goal was to explore more of New Zealand. So slowly been ticking that off and. I think, yeah, now it's just a great opportunity, as everyone knows, to get out and explore our backyard.
0: Perfect. Good stuff, Holly. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's yeah. so good. So, so awesome to be able to chat with you. And thank you for, for sharing. Um, uh, We we'll, might need to work on those adventures in terms of that percentage of type one, two, and three oh, yeah. fun.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> My 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 partner gives me so much shit about you being terrible at maths, so he's gonna love. <laughs> i <it. laughs>
0: oh, not maths. Yeah, that's the, you brought that up, but, uh, more just the the balance of type three fun uh, and type two. Yeah. Oh dear. As you mentioned, like that was really out of the <laughs> box, wasn't it? That going to going overseas, Greenland uh, pushed you really hard, and then you really appreciate the New Zealand coming back. And being here, and like you don't have to always keep doing those big, big, big things. It's a matter of actually going a bit local and and making sure that you get that balance right too with your yeah, uh,
1: of- yeah, exactly. A lot of people ask me what's next, and I'm say, you know what, I'm I'm more than happy to like after lockdown, uh, Jax and I, a good friend, we went to the west coast for a week and just explored as many trails as we could. That's that's what I love at the moment, and cool. uh, that's what I'll keep doing. Yeah.
0: Good job. Nice work, Holly. Will you look after yourself? Thank, thank you so much oh, for thanks. sharing. And we'll keep away from no the next day used to Adventure Magazine, potentially, maybe. Yeah. Sometime, hopefully.
1: Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> thanks, job. Richard. Okay, thank you. I run
0: out. Thanks, Holly. Good job. Just like that, Holly Woodhouse, um, thanks for so much for sharing. And we're just going to jump uh, straight into chatting with Aaron. Aaron, come in. Are you there? What an amazing woman. <laughs> How good is that? Yeah, Stunning. what a... Um, Fantastic uh, adventures and, and uh yeah, great to kind of get her insights into what she's up to and what she's done and how she's actually done it.
2: I'm inspired. It's been good. Good
0: stuff. Uh but you've you've set some pretty inspiring goals as well. Well, Aaron. Um you've uh you've got a big summer ahead of you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um got a sort of parallel goal, one um sort of post-COVID um work for Chumley Children's Center and um we've hit financially pretty hard after the whole cover thing so keen to raise some funds for Chumley. so i've sort of put yeah. that together with um picking up the running shoes again and uh, yeah. i've got three three ultras uh, i want to uh, complete in the next uh, in four months so i've got the uh, crater rim and then yeah. we've got the kepler and then old ghost uh, road and in, in february
0: yeah right okay massive uh and what's your background what have you uh, like? What what sort of uh, experience do you have coming into this? Are you are you a seasoned runner, or is this quite out of the box?
2: Ah, oh, <laughs> look, look um, I'm fifty something now, but back in the day, I did a um, 08, 9 I did a couple of one day coast to i um, Have always done a little bit of running just to try and keep the weight off. Not been too successful at that. Um, yeah. Did road cycling competitively to sort of a grade bc grade for 15 years and got bored with that um took out crossfit for a couple years um but yeah in the last three years sort of buried myself in work put on put on a lot of weight so this is sort of my comeback
0: (laughs) yeah yeah good stuff yeah um and uh and what are you so you're you're looking to try and raise some funds. You've got um, you've got a big mission of doing these three events, uh, kind of back to back to back, effectively. So there'll be a bit of recovery, yeah. be a bit of learning along the way. And uh, what's the what's the target that you're looking to try and achieve in terms of fundraising?
2: Yeah, well, a mate and I, um, Steve Alexander, we've we've paired up together. He he works at, at foodstuffs and um, got good contacts. So him and I are working together, go, doing the runs together, and. Uh, mm-hmm gonna try and raise $25,000 uh so I appreciate the opportunity Richard to come on here and, and share a little bit of this story tonight and hopefully some of you your uh followers might, might be keen to support but look we've got um in Canterbury there's um a lot of children um who don't necessarily have the privilege of having somewhere to call home or someone to call mum and dad and just uh experience trauma and difficult times and and Charmley Children's Centre is here as an organisation to you know support them and, and their development and um it's a real healing sort of community if you like uh so twenty five thousand dollars effectively um covers the cost of it, five um children five families to um you know have that service for a for a whole year so that's yeah. our goal 25k doing those, those three events
0: yeah and that makes a massive difference to life lives doesn't it um totally what yeah. are these kids like like what happens if, if that doesn't happen
2: Look, it's 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 challenging, like, we, put it in context, uh, one time, some of their staff, they went over and picked up some uh, tamariki, some children, brought them through the tunnel, and when the uh, because Chamili's over at Governor's Bay, yeah. and uh, when the children seen the ocean, they clapped, and uh, because they hadn't seen water before, um, and so it's, chummy, I mean, today, for example, one of our um, teachers in Kota in the school, took uh, some of the older children for a hike up uh, from Governor's Bay up to the top of, uh, you know, the Summit Road and down mm-hmm. into the Adventure Park and we picked them up there. So the ability for those children to get out and, you know, to experience uh, their, their own backyard and things they wouldn't normally be exposed to, you know, it just expands yeah. their worldview, gives them a sense of yep. what's possible, uh, mm-hmm. all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, good stuff. So really rewarding uh, place that you're working in, and and uh, and to yeah. try and drive that. And and as the CEO, the 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 main person leading this is is fundraising a really key part of your role and job. Is that sort of where that is for you?
2: Yeah, we've got an amazing team, fundraising team, Richard. But they mm-hmm. uh, they have to raise well, one half million a year. And yep. uh, it's, a, it's a tough job, you know eighty percent of it, our funding comes from the community, only twenty percent mm-hmm. from government funding. Um, and and it's become more, you know, more challenging and more difficult. I mean, we we do very well, but yeah. you know, every day we're raising about eight k. I think it works out to be. And so, uh, it you know, me doing these events is just one small way that I can get involved and make a contribution, um, practically, to the team as well.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah! Fantastic. Um, and uh, and you've hooked up with uh, Team CP. That you're part of our our, yeah. our community and our crew. And uh, mm. and Andy mm. Good is working with you to to get you moving and get you running and hopefully hold your yeah. body in one piece as part of the journey. How's that going for you? Yeah, what a nice guy. Um, look,
2: you know, if there's one thing I've learned in business and in time is if you want to achieve something, yeah, you've got to have good. Good, good have a good team and have someone in your corner. Um, yeah. My, my Garmin, my watch had uh, gone into unproductive mode. I'd finish a run, I'd go out there and flog myself, and it would say unproductive, unproductive, unproductive. And, and I, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm obviously not approaching this right. So I, I, I hooked up uh, with yourself. You put me on to, to Andy. You wouldn't believe it. Like three days into the training program, my watch comes alive and automatically, I'm, I'm productive and my VO two max is going up. And, and I thought, okay, so. It was things like my easier the easy runs the recovery runs are way easier than i was doing and then the uh the hard work's way harder than i was doing so i just have confidence now i guess to dial up the um into the numbers um Mm -hmm. to take that guidance someone that's actually you know he's pretty enthusiastic as you are too and and your team around the goals and what we're about so feels good
0: Good, good, good. Uh, hey, that's good that they get that watch is telling you that you're doing the right things as well. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? Right? Who knows?
2: But yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. And uh, we've got a wee graphic here um, of, uh, of what you're doing. Um, how do we help out? How do we actually get involved? How do we. Um, how do we yeah. yeah get behind you and um, support you? With so twenty five k by running three ultras. Hey, that's not mm. just running three ultras. How do you yeah? What's the fundraising side of things? What are you trying to? How are you doing that?
2: So you know, through give a little. Um, okay. So that you can go to um, Chumley CEO Ultra Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, search that and you'll um, and you'll find it, and you can make a contribution through Give a Little. Um, uh, tomorrow starting tomorrow i'll put it out on my own social media um uh private accounts also through chumley as well yeah. um I don't know if you're able to post it somewhere uh that'd be yeah, great we
0: definitely do it in, the, in the show notes at the but, end so just have a look at the bottom if you're listening you. or, or watching this yeah. and um and you'll be able to go straight to that
2: thank you appreciate that
0: yeah no that's great no so and uh, and i guess what we also need to do is probably have a couple of check-ins uh, you've got a big summer of running ahead, so we might need to look mm-hmm. at, what are we, August now? You've got October through to the Crater Rim, your first outing. So um, yeah. prior prior to, uh, what's the second one? The Valley Ultra, is that right? Um, the second one's Kepler in December. Kepler, 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 Kepler sorry. Yep, yep, so Kepler. So we yep. might need to have a bit of a check-in after the first one. What do you learn? Are you still in one piece? And then how are you going? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. uh, both you awesome. physically, but also the fundraising side of things and how you're tracking through your 25K yeah. uh, target.
2: Oh, that would be that'll be tremendous, and yeah, like I said, I appreciate your support and uh, um, go to give a little, and any, every penny is a prisoner, right? Eh? Yeah, it all helps, and it, um, yeah, it's less about me doing the ultras, but it's more about um, the future and and um, for the, for those young people.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, when you're in the depths of hurt and you don't want to do it anymore, and your knees hurt and your bum hurts and all those sort of things, you've slipped over, you've grazed just grazed uh, various bits of your body. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's a big motivator to keep going, isn't it? You're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for other people, and you're going to go pretty deep to yeah. make sure that happens.
2: Yeah, there, there's a, um, a mantra I remember doing the coast. You know, if, if you can, you should, and some people can't yeah. um, or don't get the opportunity. Um, and we we are fortunate to have the opportunity, so we should do it, and we should share it. Perfect, perfect. Good stuff. Yeah. Well done, Aaron. fantastic thanks
0: for your time thanks for your enthusiasm love your journey and and look forward to sharing that and and all the best for um for the build-up and uh we'll hopefully get the word out there and and raise lots of money to make some difference to people's lives
2: Oh, you're an absolute champ and thanks to team cp for the um the support
0: cool cool excellent okay take care and we'll catch up soon
2: go well thanks man
0: good job thanks aaron Good job. And we're just going to go straight into our next guest which is James Owen. James, how are you getting on? What did you think about Aaron?
3: Wow, what a two collection, like a collection of two fantastic people. How about that? I don't know how I'm supposed to back that up. i <laughs> <laughs> coming in third. After Holly yeah,
0: no, that's right. So, but Yeah, isn't just yeah, Say again, that's what you hear. You, you're up for a big job. You 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 go well in the in the tough occasions.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. Look, let, let's let's just yeah, let's throw a hat in the ring and see how we end up. Now, what I uh, <laughs> what I make up. Well, I'll just try and make it up with enthusiasm. That's that's usually the way I go. So we'll, yeah, exactly. we'll see how that's we end the... up. Yeah, but no, fantastic to nice listen to, Tim. I remember seeing Holly um, talk uh, at the 10-year Team CP uh, celebration a number of years ago, and even back then I hadn't heard of Holly, and I remember listening to her then thinking, wow, like how on earth do you get to, to go to these amazing places and do runs and races and things like that, which I thought was fantastic in the first place, um, and then to see some of those pictures, I remember when uh, Holly went to do that um, the, uh, the across the ice cap there in, in Greenland, I thought – there was that one particular picture which she was talking about, you know, trying to get the 60-kilogram sled up across the ice. Uh, it was just just epic. And then to follow it up with um, with Aaron before, I mean, goodness me, just to to imagine the kids clapping because they've never seen water before. And I love what he said about um, if we can, we should. Uh, and that's something that I, I really I really try and do as well because some people just can't. And uh, that's what I think is a, a big part of doing um, endurance sport and um exercise in general because some people would love the opportunity to do it and they just can't for whatever reason so yeah really cool to listen to that I loved it
0: yeah good job so you're you're one of our team CP coaching crew um but mm-hmm. you're also in uh, and, and Friday drinks with James is a is a becoming a bit of a thing Sunday Sunday <laughs> <around the sport. laughs> and, and we'll just pick the a day of the week and whatever day of the week it is I'll think of some sort
3: of beverage that we can assign to that particular day but i'm trying to make it a regular
0: feature of just whatever's happening good good good, good. but it's not it's more than that isn't it it's uh following your journey as well and, and as coaches we're learning ourselves and we're putting ourselves out there all the time too and you have said righto uh 100 k's no 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 100 miles okay that's actually 160 k's uh, could we get that done? I'm not sure. Uh, let's go and have a crack at it and see what happens. So when, so 100 miles at Naseby, you've got it, ooh, it's less than a month to go, maybe three weeks, is it?
3: Yeah, it's about that. Yeah. So we're getting down to the sharp end of things now. Uh, and, yeah, like you say, I think uh, the, the – um, well, let's – okay, to put it into context, so we did the whole lockdown thing. and yep. uh, And like a lot of people, it was quite deflating. Uh, and for a lot of the, pe- the people that I work with, it was it was really kind of open field myopia to use a scientific term. There's just nothing in front of you, so your eyes just kind yeah. of focus on nothing really, and you think, "Well, where's my direction? Where am I going? What, what am I actually doing here?" Um, you know, I'm doing I'm a lot of the people that we work with, and myself and yourself included, are really kind of goal oriented people. So when mm-hmm. those goals disappear. It's quite hard to focus your effort and to really keep that motivation going. So, um, the hundred mile race was something that uh, I don't know; it just kind of happened. Really, to be fair, <laughs> I just sort of thought to myself, "Okay, I need to do something."
0: So that was the cheapest thing I could yeah, find. You had a uh, Ruapehu run, didn't you, in March? Oh, yes, that's was your right,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's right. So I was, I, was, Ring of Fire. I was planning to do the Ring of Fire Ultra, um, and uh march and that was cancelled the week off because of um the lockdown and you know everything that preceded it so i was feeling really good about that uh and then just sort of settled into normal life again um through the uh, through the lockdown and you know baked heaps of bread like everybody else did and um (laughs) (laughs) and then i thought no i've got to do something so um I, I talked to a few friends about um, about the 100-mile distance, and I thought, yeah, let's just do it. Throw your hat in the ring. And there was one Friday Drinks with James where I, I talked about just doing exactly that, just throwing the money at it. So um, I, I remember just booking it and thinking, oh, my goodness. And I told my wife, Petrina, I said, hey, um, I've entered and She said, oh, yeah, have you, entered the, have you entered the 50K? And I said, no.
0: <laughs> and she's like,
3: what have you done? I said, the 100, 100. yeah. 100Ks. Have you done the 100Ks? I said, no, she's like a hundred (laughs) miles. And she, there was just a a quiet shake of the head (laughs) trying to figure (laughs) out exactly how how much much we're going to eat to get through that. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very different um, approach. And uh, like you say, I think uh, as, as a coach, you need to put yourself out there and say, Hey, can I do that? You know, like we help other people do um, achieve their goals and, do great things through working through processes and learning and, and, uh, and just seeing what's possible for other individuals. But you've got to make sure that you do that for yourself. So I think um, that's, that's, that's where the, uh, the 100-mile event came along. And uh, I thought, yeah, let's just give it a crack and let's see how we go. So, uh, yeah. yeah, three weeks
0: to go. It, um, three weeks to go, exactly. And it's been a relatively short build-in if you think about a 100-mile event. But but doing these things, as you mentioned, like it gives you empathy. You can relate to your people that you're coaching. And it's also, I think, like, it's really easy to write down, go and do a three-hour run, but if you actually know what a three-hour run feels like, then then you'll think twice about it when you actually write it down to say, this is what we want to do today or this weekend or, or in a few weekends' time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think and, – and it just makes you think about uh, uh, how when you do an event uh, or when you do a training session, how does that actually affect you sort of before, during, and then after as well? So I th- kind of like to think that event is – or a training session is not just the training session itself it's how you mentally prepare yourself and ready yourself for that training session the physical running riding swimming whatever it is of the the training session itself but then also the part afterwards as well how you get home uh how much you eat when you eat uh, how you function and then how you fit daily life in around that um we've all got jobs and responsibilities and things that we have to manage as well so we have to be able to function So, you know, going and doing the three-hour run, okay, sweet, big tick, I've done that, and training peaks goes green, training tilt goes green, no problem. But then the rest of the life comes in afterwards as well. So um, something that I um, like to think about when I'm actually doing these training sessions is, is it actually complementing my life? And that's something that I've talked with a few of the people I work with recently is we're doing this exercise and we're doing training and we're building to these events, which we can do now and Fingers crossed. Let's hope that continues. Then, is it actually improving my quality of life? Uh, and you know, what can I get out of what I'm doing to make me a better person as a whole? You know, all round. So that's that's what I'm trying to think about when I'm when I do events as well as where, one. Where can I go and can I do this distance? And two, how does it make me a better person and a, a better athlete? And can I pass that on? Three.
0: Cool. Good. Fantastic stuff and uh and 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 the other comment i just want to touch on as well you've been uh, as part of the ultra running hey let's just do more running so that's part of it isn't it and that's the part of the preparation but the other key thing you've been getting really stuck into is the strength training um so tell us about that tell us what type of stuff you've been doing and how that's affected your running and how you've gone about doing that
3: yeah absolutely and I think I've said this probably in some videos before <laughs> that uh, the strength training is often the one that falls straight off. Like if you're doing a triathlon, if you're training for coast, obviously you want to go and do a kayak or you want to go for a, a mountain bike or you want to go and go for a trail run because those are great. Those are the, 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 the things where you really feel like you're getting benefit because you actually go somewhere A to B in a distance. Um, but how do you actually do that? And how do you – like if we think about Aaron – for example, and Holly, um, to actually do that, you need to be a really robust athlete and you, you actually need to be really strong, not just physically as in go and pick up that chili bin or that keg or move that log or something like that, but actually the connective tissues within your body actually has to be really strong to withstand what you're asking your body to do. Uh, and in the case of um, you know three ultras in three months, for example, uh, yeah. and you know over the summer that's uh that's that's a lot of wear and tear on the body so i kind of took a similar approach to um to what i'm thinking with this um with this ultra and so i've started doing um some uh well actually crossfit really and uh just sort of li- um doing some lifting with um kim uh from team mm-hmm. cp of course out at her uh, place farmline and uh west in rolleston and honestly it's been really cool i never thought that that would be something that i would be interested in but i can just mm-hmm. feel the difference in my uh my ability to uh i don't feel as sore and i don't mm-hmm. feel uh i don't i just feel more robust and i holly was talking about a flow state and that's something that i really try and shoot for and trying to pass on to people is that you can get to this this space where m- motion just feels fluid and you can just roll yep. through it and i really feel like building those connective tissues through strength training and um, just different kinds of training, some explosive stuff, so some sort of plyometrics, some um, some jumps, some sprints, some climbs, some pushes and pulls, and it it just kind of adds. It uses a different energy system, um, and there's you know there's different energy systems in the body, and primarily as uh, as endurance athletes, we're working in an aerobic capacity, so with oxygen. Um, but to actually change it up, just do something different and get into uh, anaerobic and without oxygen or ATP um,
0: PC. What's the yeah, other yes. one? You know, <laughs> just, yeah, just, just moving differently is super important rather than just the yeah, one Yeah, absolutely. Plane just trying off, different stuff. Off, it's the it's the yeah. other movements that we do um, in our day. Sometimes that causes those injuries. Sometimes what what are you doing around, amongst your strength training? Sometimes strength training causes injury as well. Uh, and and just mm. to make sure that you look after yourself there, and that's a that's a matter obviously of 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 Kim and the crew to give you some good feedback and technique. Um, what are some yeah. of the things that you're doing to make sure you don't injure yourself while you're actually doing your strength training?
3: Well, I think that's what that's that's a really good. Good point. Because uh, in a previous life, um, lifting at gyms and things like that, when I was younger, uh, mm. bigger is always better. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're going out there every time to smash yourself, and you, you you're really trying to work towards that hypertrophy, building big guns by mo- moving a massive weight, really, um, you know, a few times, so you know, sort of five or six reps kind of thing. So for me, I'm going more the other way. Um, my idea is to build. Uh, muscular endurance so yeah. dropping the weight and focusing more on really good technique and if I find myself um, for me I've got certain sort of cues in my body that if I know if I do any of these cues like if my, my my left shoulder for example if I can feel it in the back of my left shoulder it's too heavy and I need to put it down so yeah, I think yeah. that comes for me from um, knowing what I've done in the past uh, and just listening to it and say you know what my my aim here is not to uh my aim is to complement my running so that i can uh, be more efficient and be more robust so just kind of keeping an aim for your strength training as you're going through and remembering the goal that you've actually set yourself and how
0: do you best achieve that with with strength training that's that's sort of where i'm what i'm looking at perfect good job james so you've got a got some got you've got Plenty of good training under your belt. You've got some strengths training that you're, that you're working with as well. You've figured out kind of, okay, well, I need to challenge myself and put this out there because it makes me a better person, a better coach and things like that as well. Um, it's yeah. kind of down to being fresh now, isn't it? And actually with three weeks to go, be fresh and, and ready to roll and then just going to challenge yourself. Is that kind of where the head's at right now?
3: Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think what's been really refreshing about this is, um, uh, like Aaron was saying before, Easy runs are easy, and this yeah. is basically just a big mission. And, you know, yeah. um, it's still – it's a scary number. Let's, let's not beat around the bush about it. Like 100, 100 miles is a long way. Um, but you've got all day to do it, and it's not, yeah. like, it's not like you're out, you know, doing a, a, a short-distance event where you've got to get to A to B as fast as possible. Obviously, this is the aim here too, but to get there as fast as possible is far less intense than anything I've done before. Mm-hmm. So it's actually been really fun just to get outside and go for a mission. So yeah, yeah I, I, I've, I'm starting to build my systems. Um, I've got an idea of um, how much food I can take in and the body's feeling really good. So I just feel like I need a few more miles. Um, and now that I've uh, got on top of my training, I can actually sort of continue with all of the groundwork that goes with it. So planning the logistics
0: and everything else behind it, catching up with the paperwork, so to speak. Yes, yeah, perfect. Well, um, James, I'm really looking forward to um, checking out and seeing how you go. I'm sure you'll do um, some Friday drinks and maybe Saturday morning uh, milos with with James as he goes around the course, potentially. Oh. <laughs> and I will be looking at to see what your what your uh, K per custard square ratio is as well across the course of your weekend. So that'll be really yeah. interesting to check in on.
3: Well, that's my next challenge is to work on a spreadsheet um, that will spreadsheet all of my food that will put in how many calories per hour and if all else fails, have a custard square. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you've got to be good there anyway, aren't you? Wash it down with a early
3: seeing as we're so close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then yikes. also, uh, I guess
0: to finish off with just <laughs> uh, to look at what the um, the ratio for type 1, type 2, and type 3 fun will be uh, afterwards. But I don't know if I want to ask you that now. I think we'll wait for an afterwards a review, and uh, we'll check in on that if there is any type 3 funders and near-death experiences as you're running your 100 miles.
3: Oh, my goodness. Well, I've actually taken – The week off afterwards. I've taken that week off work because I feel like there's probably not going to be much fun had at all, apart from eating. But I'll just be, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm planning to get through it. But um, I, yeah, it's an unknown quantity, so I'll just have to get to the end and then decide what sort of fun I can actually cope with after that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And it might be a bit useless for the for work anyway. So it's probably a good option just to wave the white flag now. Yeah,
3: yeah. And everybody's been sick of listening to me talking about it. So it's probably just as well. It's more for their sake than
0: mine. <laughs> <laughs> good job, James. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, Angus has just popped up and put a comment of uh great mustache there, uh James. So I thought I'd better share that with you just before you leave. So Oh hey, look, yeah, I keep, can
3: just see that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm learning
3: I'm learning from the best. You know,
0: best in the business.
3: Yeah, good now, job. Now, I just we'll need a kit to Matt, the cycling kit <laughs> from Angus.
0: Good stuff. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. we we'll, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Love uh, following your journey. Have an awesome time and uh, and give it heaps um, across the course of a whole bunch of miles. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, well done, and um, we'll catch up soon.
3: Nice one. Thanks, Richard. And uh, great show tonight, as always. And uh, w- welcome back, Angus, and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody else again soon. Take care.
0: Good job. Okay, and and with that, we might yeah. uh the, um, the podcast in music and we'll finish there and uh, look forward to catching up with everybody next week. Thanks to Holly, thanks to Aaron and thanks to James for sharing your awesome stories and check out our notes if you want to help Aaron along with his uh, challenge goal of $25,000 for the Chumley Children's Home. So thanks team, thanks for joining in and we we'll look forward to catching up next week.
3: Take care, bye. See you.